Welcome to the SBCA Podcast, Component Connection. Hello, my name is TJ Yerke, and today I'll be your host for this episode of SBCA's podcast, Component Connection. With me today is Austin Husky, the CEO of Husky Trust and Building Supply, based in Franklin, Tennessee. Austin, thank you for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you. Uh, talking about your position with the company really quick, um, I want to congratulate you. Uh, earlier this year, you were promoted, given the official title of CEO uh, at Husky Trust. Um, so I'm curious, you know, tell us about your background and really your evolution uh, through the company and, and into this role now. Sure. So as many in, in family businesses can likely relate, um, you know, some of my earliest memories are working on a lumber yard and um, picking up bands and learning to drive a forklift. And uh, my dad was really intentional to uh, kind of expose me to all aspects, starting at the bottom, um, which, uh, you know, in, in retrospect, I, I really, really appreciate wouldn't wouldn't change anything about it. So, um, you know, had experience on on the yard, um, some in the plant and counter sales, sales coordinating, uh, some of the estimating side, and um, really got exposed to um, all of the aspects of, of the business to, um, you know, hopefully have a pretty broad grasp of, um, of what it takes to be successful, successful in our industry. So um, after college, um, came back home and uh, knew that's what I, I wanted to do, dig in with my dad and learn from him. Um, and um, so I've done that for the past eight or nine years. Uh, and I'm in February or so of this year, um, we, we transitioned the, the CEO role. So um, it's an honor. So I'll ask about the, the company history here in a minute, uh, but I wanted to ask, uh, Looking at Husky Trust, as you mentioned, it's been a family business for, for many decades now. What was it like growing up? Um, you know, as someone that came in, um, kind of worked his way up, you know, as a family member, what was that like? Sure, it's a fair question. I, I think um, it, it was uh, not unknown that, that my dad's desire would be that one of his kids, um, you know, would, would take over and, and, and run the company, uh, into the third generation. Um, but, uh, that was never something that, that he, he pressured us to do. The, the opportunity was there if, if we wanted to work and learn and grow. Um, but, uh, but, but that was never something that, that we felt pressured, um, to do, which, which I honor my dad for. Um, I, I think, I think he handled a lot of things, a lot of things the right way. Um, growing up as a son of the owner, you know, it, it, I think you're always aware that, um, you're in the spotlight, um, and in some ways, uh, you may have to earn respect beyond what, what others, um, would have to. And, um, just, just being aware of that and willing to go above and beyond and, and own it, um, in any, in any situation, in any role. Um, and, and. While it was challenging, I, I, I truly enjoyed it. Uh, I have a lot of fond memories of, of um, challenges and people and, and things over the years that uh, that got us to today. So. so last question on that end. If there was one thing that stands out to you growing up in the component manufacturing industry, 
that you learned or took away or, you know, really come to appreciate, uh, whatever it may be, you know, what, what is that thing? Or... That's a good question, TJ. I, I think as I learned different aspects of the business, you, you learn just how many variables they are, there are in, um, in the, the process of building. Um, and so building a team that gets the, the details right um dots their i's and crosses their t's and really um really in that way adds value to your customer base that's always been something that um you know that my dad taught me from a young age get it get it right the first time spend spend the time um put in the effort to get it right the first time and learning the um just the amount of variables that it takes to do that well as a component manufacturer and as a as a uh building materials supplier. Um, I think I'd, I really appreciate about that about Husky um, and our team. Awesome. Thank you. Well, going back to the history of Husky Trust, uh, I know it goes back to the 1940s and I think has kind of a unique story of how it all really got started. Can you share with our listeners kind of that backstory of, of how uh, the company got rolling? Yeah, I'd love to. I, I think if if we're honest with ourselves, you know, success, quote unquote, of any kind is some combination of of planning, courage, and luck, right? Um, and so, um, my great uncle Clay Husky um, in the '40s was building homes in in Nashville and had moved up here from Alabama um, and used some connections with uh, some sawmills in Alabama. The supply chain really wasn't um, very well developed in Nashville. And so he used some of his connections with mills, uh, in Alabama to bring lumber up, uh, for his, his builds. And inevitably, you know, at the end of the build, he'd have some material left over. Um, and he rented a small lot on the South side of town, uh, that he stored his leftovers. And people started to notice it there and would ask, Hey, who owns that? Who owns that lumber? Oh, it's Clay Husky, and um, that just kind of grew organically. Uh, that every time he would bring bring his trailer down to Alabama and get a load of lumber, he'd get a little extra and a little extra. And um, in '45, brought my grandfather on Cecil Husky, uh, and they decided that selling lumber might be easier than building houses. No, I think that's very cool. So the company is based in Franklin. Tennessee and where's that relation to Nashville it is just a suburb south of of Nashville um we we had a store in Nashville for for many many years um and brought our operation to to Franklin um I'm gonna guess 20 to 25 years ago um so it's it's just 15 minutes south of Nashville okay and now you, you're south of Nashville, but you have multiple locations. Is that correct? We do. Yeah, we are kind of um, positioned around Metro. Uh, we've got a um, our our Franklin Yard, as you mentioned, on the south side. Uh, our component plant is now actually um, in Murfreesboro, kind of on this the southeast side, and then we have a lumber yard on the northeast side in Mount Juliet. And you primarily are doing what at the component plant? 
so we're producing wall panels, roof, and floor trusses. And is your customer base largely custom, multifamily? What's kind of the what's going on in Nashville these days? It's it's really a great mix of both. Um, so we've grown quite a bit in the commercial arena in the last five years. Um, so there's there's a decent amount of that, decent amount of multifamily, um, which is is continuing to be a growing segment in in Nashville. Um, a, a decent amount of custom, uh, single family as well as production builders. Um, uh, quite a few longtime um, production customers. So uh, it's it's really a, a fun mix of a little bit of everything. No, that's great. I know. I've been to Nashville a few times myself, and it's certainly a fun area to be in. It's a great town. I, I might be biased, but it's a great town. So I'm going to put you on the spot here for a quick second. Um, talking about the company. Sure. Uh, jumping right in, you know, what is it to you that makes – Husky Trust stand out in the greater Nashville market, right? What is what is it that the company's been doing, is doing, um, that makes it stand out, makes it so desirable and marketable to customers, builders, et cetera, around the area? And I'm curious why why you think that is the case. Sure. Uh, it's a, a fair question. I um, I mentioned some before that, that we want to be thinking how to um, be excellent in what we do and add value to um, to our customer base. And so um, that that's kind of how we ended up in components. We were a loose lumber yard for a long time and uh, knew that there were there was opportunity in trusses um, and had a, a customer we were selling loose lumber to that we weren't selling trusses. Uh, they uh, their component manufacturer uh, abruptly closed their doors. We just uh, Talked to them about it, and and overnight, pretty much jumped in the the component game, which uh, was painful at first, but uh, turned out to be a good decision. So, um, I I think that we we strive to be nimble. Uh, we strive to uh, keep the mindset throughout the team that adding value to our customers is is why we exist, and because without our customers, we don't exist. Uh, and so. I would say that the ways that we're we've grown and and are doing that now we've entered the uh, the millwork segment, so we're pre-hanging doors, um, and then the install segment we're we're installing interior trim, windows as well as as framing, um, and that's all in an effort to to meet the needs of the market and add value to our customers. So what is it that's happening in the Nashville market now with your customer base that has you diversifying your company? It's, it's probably a few things. Uh, I was, was talking to one of my sales guys today, and, and he has a new customer that, uh, that we're doing all the framing for, uh, that he's, he's a one-man operation trying to get, to get 50 lots done this year, and it, it frees him up. Um, to, to really focus on other things that we're handling the, the framing portion. Um, and so that, that's a way that we're, um, that we're, we're meeting the needs of the customer base. So you're diversifying and providing a lot more options and opportunity for your customers uh, around the market. Uh, I'm curious, um, 
you know, why you're doing this, what, what they're asking of you um, to have you adding these various new and different elements to the company. As, as you read lots of places and many people talk about the, the labor market as a factor uh, and getting, getting work done um, in, in an excellent way and, and in a, a um, an expedited way that, that you can trust, I think our, our customers lean on us for that, um, that we're able to hold their schedules um, in, in, different, in different arenas and help them um, move their projects forward. I, I think that is is one of the reasons that we're that we're diversifying. Like like I said earlier, you know, you look for opportunities, and sometimes you stumble across them. And um, in 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 some ways, we've we've done that. I think um, and and been able to be successful in in the install and in and in the millwork portions that that are our newer growth areas. One uh, a similar question, uh, kind of in the same ballpark anyway. Uh, earlier this year, you and I had a conversation about a piece in SBC Magazine, um, kind of looking at what the company's doing and just, you know, overall your work in the industry. And in that, you had talked about how the company is uh, hammering home a few key KPIs so that you can properly manage your growth um, and as well as looking at you know, focusing on maximizing profitability and growing intelligently. And that's that's what I'm most interested about is what is your perspective or your thought process uh, when you say and, and apply this intelligent growth uh, to your company? Can you elaborate on what you're doing there and any examples or ideas? I, I think the the times that we're in um, really, really speak to it even more than I could have thought um, when you and I spoke a number of months ago. Um, you know, the, the market in Nashville and, and really across the country has has been pretty bullish over the past few years, and and we know that things go in cycles, and um, you you could spend a lot of money growing really, really fast, and um, you know, we're we're a family-owned business, we want to look out for our team members. Um, and and be there for them, and so um, growing and responsibly and and intelligently looking at the opportunities there, and and what's an opportunity for right now, and what might be you know three or four years down the road that we might need to pull the reins in on a little bit, um, and and what we've we've been through in the past few months, um, you know, really hammers that home um, in in being responsible. Um, with with those growth strategies, if that makes sense. Yeah, certainly. How has Husky Trust responded over the last uh, several months during the pandemic? What what have you seen? What's changed? What's been different? Um, you know, how have you adapted uh, along the way? It's it's been an evolving uh, uh, evolving strategy, if you can call it that. Seems like day to day. Um, as as different um, science comes out and we learn more about what's going on, it, thankfully uh, we've had not a whole lot of effect in our market or at Husky, um, and and I'm, I'm very blessed to be able and thankful to be able to say that. Um, you know, we for a while uh, we're not allowing 
external uh, people, customers, or vendors into our facility, um, and have have since uh, relented on that, and just enforcing a a social distancing um, policy to try to keep everyone safe, um, and and that's gone really really well. Um, but it's 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 trying times, and it seems to change day to day. So, again, um, trying to stay responsible and nimble through all of this. And talking to other component manufacturers um, throughout the last several months, um, what I'm hearing from many is that because of the pandemic and the various restrictions, social distancing, everything you just mentioned, um, you know, many companies have found new and innovative ways to address uh, whatever the issue may be. A um, handful of members I've spoken with uh, talk about how they've found ways to to lean up their production to, to, you know, optimize, um, knowing that, you know, there's several employees who can't make it in or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, have you found any, any efficiencies, innovative ways to address any one issue, uh, or, or, you know, just regular day-to-day work, um, as a result of, you know, the pandemic and what it's, it's done to just kind of the climate. Yeah, I don't know that I could point to anything in, in a whole lot of detail other than um, we have the, um, the the blessing of having multiple facilities. And so as people have had to be out for one reason or another, really getting creative on, on what resources we have on the team, um, no matter their geographical uh, Husky location and um and, and utilizing people across multiple segments, multiple departments in multiple ways to, to meet our customers' demand. Um, it's, it's been really, really interesting, and we've had a lot of people on the team step up in, in various ways to tackle things that they may or may not have had previous experience in. Honestly, it's been kind of a fun time in that way and, and really energized the team to be able to help each other out um, in, in new and creative ways. I, I've got I've got coordinators and and counter salespeople jumping on forklifts and jumping in in pickup trucks and um, you know guys jumping on on trust tables that aren't usually on trust tables. I mean just just all kinds of stuff and uh, it's just kind of been been fun to watch the team galvanize in in these difficult times. So turning to raw materials for a quick moment. Um, Husky Trust is a member of Do It Best, um, where, you, where you purchase various products through the buying cooperative that it is. Um, I bring this up because uh, you and I saw each other earlier this year at the Do It Best Spring Market in Indianapolis, uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, you know, since lumber buying is always at the top of mind for component manufacturers, right? Um, and just given your role with the company and you know, I'm curious uh, if you have any thoughts, strategies, general concepts, you know, anything uh, to share towards how your company, how Husky Trust kind of approaches its raw material um, sourcing and lumber in general. So my dad and I purchase uh, all of the, the commodities um, and here in, in Nashville, you know, we're a, a Southern Pine um for, for trusses and rafters and, and 
spruce or him for 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 wall material and um i i'm really of the conviction of it it's it's positive for me to stay connected in that purchasing role um to be able to understand where the market's going and make informed decisions with um, different projects and our different accounts um, in regards to pricing it would be difficult to do if, if it didn't have that um, that background and that connection in the purchasing seat so uh, that being said do it best is a is a great partner uh, because it, it allows uh, me to lean on some of those guys that are trading lumber all day every day um, and and use them as, as in, in some ways an additional team member to Husky bounce um, ideas and purchasing strategies and market direction and all of that um, as I don't get to sit in that seat as much as I may want or need to um, having a resource like do it best um, really provides value um, to Husky in our in our sourcing of material so what are your go-to resources websites books fortune tellers whomever or whatever it may be um, to to help guide you as you 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 know look at raw materials and in this case uh, lumber and as it is a large part of the company and the industry of course right you know obviously random links for sure um, staying in touch with three or four different um, lumber trading floors and I've got a handful of guys that I trust that I talk to on almost a daily basis. Um, and, and then just, just stay in a abreast of what's going on in our market and, and, um, you know, across the world, obviously hurricanes can impact, um, you know, severely impact supply and, and pricing. Um, and so, uh, you know, during hurricane season, um, we've got the, the, National Hurricane um, website pulled up and, and tracking what's going on there. Uh, just just staying aware of, of what's going on um, on a macro level that that may affect supply. I I, I don't think any of us did a very good job uh, in this pandemic scenario. I mean, who would have predicted uh, pricing doing what it is doing right now and in just continuing to run at a rapid pace? Uh, I think. A lot of people expected a different scenario, as I did. Um, but staying staying in touch with people that are in it all the time that you trust, um, and then at a macro level, um, just staying aware of what's going on that, that that could affect supply. So, pivoting here um, back to our conversation earlier this year, um, pre-pandemic, I guess you could say. Um, in, in our conversation and in um, kind of the piece, um, you know, another quote you had said that I thought was, was great um, in that piece, talking about, you know, what you enjoy more, most about the component manufacturing industry, um, you had said, or in part anyway, uh, that kids are going to have Christmas morning in the houses we help build. And that's a big deal to us. I feel blessed Husky gets to play a big part. And I'm wondering if you can elaborate on that and talk more about uh, the belief of the work you and Husky and really the overall industry provides uh, when it comes to housing and, and those opportunities. Yeah, I, you know, 
like I mentioned, Husky strives to um, provide a level of of excellence and 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 expertise and all in all the details that are on the structural side of building a home. And one of the things we do is is we don't we don't scrape the bottom on um, on design values when designing floor systems or designing our trusses. Um, we don't use any number three uh, material in our trusses. Um, we we want our products to be to be solid long term. Not not that they can't um, in in use of of multiple grades of lumber or um, the 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 basics of of design values. But uh, we just we want to make sure we're a step above. And so in in the the iJoy series that we carry is 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 beefed up beyond what may or may not be necessary and and the design values that we design to are are above what what may or may not be structurally um, necessary and so uh, we we want to do that just to provide peace of mind to to our builders and ultimately the families that are going to live um, in those structures and that's something that is is known to to the team members um, from the designers all the way down to the guys cutting the floor packages. Um, they they know that that we want to be yeah we we want to be conservative so that so that our product um, lasts for for years and years. So Austin, looking at the industry, any other thoughts, ideas, you know stuff that you know you're you're constantly reading about or trying to solve or whatever it may be you know what what anything you know always on top of mind for you as as ceo of husky trust i've talked to quite a few people and just where where's the market headed you know there's um it seems to be a really exciting time in uh in wood construction and wood components um, it seems to be something that is uh, is growing um, in in its applications and um, and its uh, its acceptedness, if uh, if you will, um, in in the market. And so, um, what things do we need to be aware of to to be ready to to jump on? You know, a lot of people are starting to do uh, floor cassettes. I think um, with us doing install. Um, on on a fair amount of, of what we supply, there's probably opportunity there, um, and so trying trying to work that out if that if that's something we need to pursue, and if so, how to start beta testing it, and um, and and beyond that, as as we start to get into uh, larger multi-story projects, um, does does CLT play come in and play a factor at some point, like it seems to in Europe? Um, just trying to be aware of, of where the market's headed, but there seems to be uh, just continued opportunity in the in the wood and wood component sides. So that's exciting. Well, Austin, uh, I want to thank you uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on our podcast here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yes, you're welcome. And I'd like to thank uh, our listeners for, for spending time with us as well and hopefully learning more about Austin and the component manufacturing industry. Thank you for listening to SPCA's podcast, Component Connection. We are committed to bringing you a variety of information via this podcast. Please email your feedback or suggestions for future topics to podcast at sbcindustry.com. 